0: Why didn't you gonna, get the guac? I wasn't going to touch Taco Bell's guacamole, to be honest with you. Are you serious <laughs> right now, dude? <laughs> Lord knows Taco what's Bell in Taco Bell's guacamole. Is the, okay, Probably whoa. not real avocados.
1: Ta- okay, whoa. Taco Bell is the industry leader in food safety. Okay, so I talking about you don't know what's in it, okay?
0: Okay. Food safety, sure. Food quality, another story. Uh, hey, this shit won't kill you. It'll just make you poop a river of brown (laughs) a river dude (laughs) yeah dude a fucking river dude i'm it's hard for me to not get taco bell because there is a taco bell on my way to work and there's a taco bell on my way and there's a taco bell on my way to louis so those are like the two places i go Dude, and so it's Taco just Bell so for breakfast, easy.
1: Taco Bell for dinner. Hey, Taco Bell for <laughs> breakfast, Taco Bell for dinner. Seven days a week, dude.
0: It's really easy for me to just stop and grab a quick bite of something on my way home from Louie's at night. Do you know how much or it would mean to me second. if
1: you ate Taco Bell 14 times a week? <laughs>
0: It'd mean a lot more to me in a negative way. <laughs> dude, I will not hear this from you. We're, we'll, we'll see how these... Uh, how these Taquitos will will go. We'll go okay, <laughs> okay, okay. No, I've had enough. I've had enough, dude. We'll see how I digest. The taquitos, You'll see, but
1: how you digest the rolled chicken tacos, Tommy?
0: And you should see these things. They're identical to the taquitos Kyle would always get. They're fucking identical, Tommy. Indistinguishable. They're rolled chicken tacos. <laughs> This new product that Taco Bell's never had before—the real chicken tacos. Justin, make that the intro. Oh, hello everyone, and welcome to the Let's Talk Fantasy Football podcast. I am your host here. My name is Tommy. Uh, I've got my co-host Jack Roberts, also known as Jr. to some, uh, to many. We're, we're to many, yes. Thank you. We're both here. Oh, we're gonna talk some fantasy football, I suppose. Thank you for the and... somber intro, man.
1: Thank you for thank you for starting this episode on the note that it deserves to be started, ladies and gentlemen. Before we get into any of this, excuse my language, crud. <laughs> I just got to say something. I missed the playoffs. I need to own up to it. The game isn't over, and there's always, you know, never say never. Justin Bieber said it best. But, folks, I don't think I'm gonna. I don't think I'm gonna ride this one out. I think J.R. Let, with arguably a top four team in the league, will not be participating in the fantasy football playoffs it is what it is that's fantasy football hard fought season i made the moves that i thought i could to put my team in the best position to make a playoff run i was excited if i could slip by dan in this round i was excited for making a playoff run but alas tommy take over the rest of the episode <laughs> i'm out <of> here <laughs>
0: All right, and on that note, I will be on my own for the rest of the podcast. Uh, No, but you're right. I mean, I said it last week. I was really, really disappointed that that one of you and Dan had to miss the playoffs. I thought you both more than deserved it, and you did. I mean, as far as points scored goes, you both deserved to make it. Honorable mention to Anna, who I'm also disappointed will not be making the playoffs. Uh, yeah, her team it, it kind of fell apart a little bit towards the end. She started off really well. It, it's uh, it's reminiscent of my team last year, where I started three and one and ended five and eight, locking down that last place last year. And I don't know what exactly what Anna started, but her team was straight fire starting off the year with Alvin Kamara doing so well, and uh, just didn't. Things didn't unfold how you would want, and uh, she she misses the playoffs by a game, and uh, it's it's unfortunate. So the teams that are out for sure are Anna and Scott. Scott, oh man, Scott went out with a whimper. That's for sure. We will talk about his performance, but he is out. He will end in twelfth place, uh, deservedly so. Wasn't his year at all after his. <laughs> arguably best season of his fantasy career not winning the championship he backs it up this year with a a very bad performance his
1: a real statement season i mean scott really he branded from the get-go he said zero 16 he mm-hmm. really he came into this season knowing that he blew his championship championship shot last year and uh boy did he hold true to his promise? A truly pitiful season. Congrats to Scott on the 12th place finish. And congrats on the marriage.
0: <laughs> well said. Uh, but Anna, Anna is for sure out. She lost to Greg. Um, and you are not for sure out, but it's looking like you might not Time make of death,
1: it. Monday, December 2nd, 7.48 p.m. Pacific time. Jack's fantasy it. season. are
0: calling it, huh? All right. So that's three teams that are out If we're calling Jack's death. Uh, it's three teams that are out. So now we are live here on Monday night, as Jack said, seven forty nine Pacific time, nine forty nine Central time. It is into the fourth quarter in the Monday night football game. The situation that we have right now is both Greg and Drew have won their matchups for this week. Greg is done. He will not score any more points. Drew, right now, as it stands, the Eagles have the ball. They are getting ready to drive against the Redskins. There are 10 minutes and 2 seconds left in the game, and Drew needs another 270 points from Golden Tate. Drew gets 270 points from Golden Tate, and he is in the playoffs. Drew gets 260 points from Golden Tate, and he is not in the playoffs. And Greg will hang on to the 8th spot and make the playoffs so that is something we will be keeping our eye on as we record this podcast but until something changes we will let you know if golden tate gets any catches or any points and uh, he is in the game now on this second down so we will see what happens but what i want to do is talk about the things that are final and without further ado shall we get into the matchups for this week
1: Let's do it, dude. It's going to be tough for me, but boy, you know, it's an honor to host this podcast and it's an honor to cheer you valiant people on. And I, I just got to say, I mean, nobody, nobody I'd rather lose to than Dan the Man Tierney. Just a a, a man of the utmost character, a man of the utmost, I, I don't know how to say this, sexual essence, I guess I would say. <laughs> um, A man of the utmost... Oof. moxie. I don't know. I'm I'm running out of words here, but Dan is just one of a kind. And I wish him the very best in the playoffs. He missed out last year undeservedly. And had he missed this year, it would have been undeserved. So he cranked me. I mean, we'll get to it, but he deserves it. And uh, yeah, just wanted to say that.
0: He did crank you. And that, honestly, Jake, that's, that's really respectable that you said that. Uh, I know that Dan will appreciate it. It was a very well-thought season by both of you. Uh, One of you just had to be the loser, and unfortunately, it looks like it's going to be you. While you were talking, Golden Tate caught an 8-yard pass. So, uh, Drew is 140 points away from the playoffs. This is going to be insane. Um, But yeah, the first matchup we'll talk about for this week is going to be Kyle versus Louie. Louie beat Kyle. But Kyle remains in first place, even with his loss. Um, yeah, Louis took him down. Right now, Louis has an even 13,000. He's still got Jordan Reed playing. But Kyle had a down week of 11,890. Maybe it's good for him that he got his down week out of the way before the playoffs. But things did not look good for Kyle this week outside of Patrick Mahomes, who just went nuts with 3,300 against Oakland. Julio Jones had by far his worst week of the year with 280 going up against Baltimore at home. Matt Ryan was atrocious. The Falcons look terrible and not not great. Corey Davis actually has a good week with 1290 was saved by a touchdown at the end. It's his best or it's his best stretch of the season. What is that three good weeks out of the last four maybe? Um, yeah,
1: yeah, he's got uh 2000. He had 2000 over 2000 points in the two out of the previous three weeks and then Yeah, barely scraped by. It wasn't looking good, but then he ended up with 1290 this week. I still don't buy it, you know, long term. I I don't see him as a reliable player moving into the playoffs. They're going up against Jacksonville next week, uh, Thursday night game. I don't love that at all. Um, So, yeah, I mean, not, not to get ahead of myself, but Kyle looking at week one of the playoffs, that's definitely a big issue for him. Julio Jones, I wouldn't worry about it as much because, like you said, his worst game of the season by far. Baltimore, one of the best defenses in the NFL. Nothing to see there. Patrick Mahomes though, Tommy. I mean, it's, it's surprising that Kyle wasn't able to pull out a victory here with the week that his man at the helm had. He is going to be having himself some really good weeks moving forward. I guess... I sort of stumbled into it, but we got to address the Kareem Hunt news. Yeah. I don't know if you wanted yeah. to talk about it, um but I was just going to say that Mahomes with Kareem Hunt out rest of season is going to real the Chiefs are really going to rely on him to do things with their offense that he didn't have to previously do with a talent like Hunt in the backfield.
0: Yeah, that is a very astute observation by you. I was going to say I fear for the rest of us what Patrick Mahomes will do slash will have to do in the absence of Kareem Hunt. Uh, Obviously, everyone listening to this podcast knows what happened to Kareem Hunt, a video surfaced that uh, showed him being restrained by his entourage. He was trying to beat up uh, some woman, and he got uh, a couple hits in on her. He hit her once and uh, kicked her a little bit, but It would have been really bad had no one been there to stop him because he looked like he was going hard at her. Uh, A very high character move by the Kansas City Chiefs to release Kareem Hunt. I will start by saying that uh, as as a Chiefs fan, very upset with Kareem Hunt. I don't – this happens – it seems like it happens obviously way too often with NFL players, uh, domestic abuse or abuse of some kind, some sort of physical altercation. And the Chiefs – I think really the the reason the Chiefs released him was because he just straight up lied to the organization. He told them he wasn't involved at all in the fight, and um, that wasn't the case. He was very much involved in the fight. And I think that's the reason they, you know, happened last February and not a great look. So they released him and, you know, for Kareem Hunt, hopefully he gets the help he needs. And I think he will get another shot. That's just the way the NFL is. I would be incredibly shocked if someone didn't give him another shot with how talented he is. Not that he necessarily deserves it after something like this, but we've seen... A precedent set of nfl players who abuse a woman or are in some sort of altercation where they get suspended and they come back and they are given another shot by some team so but yeah and honestly
1: i mean i needed to let you go through that so we could give off that politically correct message and now i want to get to what i really care about cream hunt dude you lost me (laughs) Cream <laughs> Hunt it, yeah. would have scored four thousand points against the Oakland Raiders this week.
0: It's it's honestly it's it's very easy to say he, he was going at least demolish. Yeah, them you would you expected at least twenty five hundred from yeah. Him. I would have uh, made the playoffs, but
1: no, I, I jest. But yeah, it's it's just not good. It has no place in the NFL. I optimistically thought his career would be over, but after yeah, talking to Tommy. And seeing some of the reports, I think he'll definitely get a shot in the NFL, which, I don't know. Who's to say this is not a political podcast, so let's get back to the football. I think, Tommy, that Robert Woods is a big upside for Kyle's team here. Got sixteen thirty this week with Cooper Cup out for the season in that Rams offense. He's just going to keep rolling, man. He's just going to be so good for Kyle, no stopping there. Same thing with Josh Gordon, another solid week, 58 yards and a touchdown. I think he's going to be solid. The question marks, as they've really been in Kyle's team all year long, is at the running back position. He only gets 840 from LaShawn McCoy and 720 from Matt Breida. Leonard Fournette on his bench, suspended a game for his scuffle. Um, Yeah, I just, it's always, the question mark is always his running backs. What do you you think? How are you feeling about Kyle's team heading into the playoffs?
0: So uh, Kyle is, he's going to be, He's going to be forced to not have to make a decision, if that makes any sense. Matt Breida is has he he tweaked his ankle last week, or on I guess yesterday on Sunday, and he's already been ruled out for next week. Um, so Matt Breida's not playing next week. So Kyle is down to two running backs on his roster, Lashawn McCoy and Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette will be playing on Thursday night on the road against Tennessee, and. LaShawn McCoy will be at home against the Jets. LaShawn McCoy's best game of the year by far was on the road against the Jets. So maybe Kyle has some hope there that LaShawn McCoy will bounce back with a good week. But Leonard Fournette, on the road against a good Tennessee defense. You know, I don't know. It, 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 it'll be a short week. It won't be a short week for him because he didn't have to play. So maybe that is good news for Kyle. Maybe it was it was the best situation for Kyle to have him suspended because he's going to have fresh legs going into Thursday night. And maybe that will work out for Kyle. I don't know. But uh, yeah, it's going to be McCoy and and Fournette, and uh, you're you're dead right that that is absolutely Kyle's weak spot. Um, I do also wonder. We'll we'll get into next week's matchup, so I don't want to go too far into what he what will happen for him next week. But yeah, it was just it was a down week for him, and uh, outside of Patrick Mahomes, he didn't get the big weeks he needed. I mean, Chicago's defense against the Giants you expect that to be a very good week for the Bears, and they only got 900. So that was going to be one of the biggest letdowns for Kyle. And just across the board, he didn't have any big performances. You look across to Louis' team, and the guy he traded for, Tyree Kill, he lets him down in a major way, only 550. Uh, so maybe that that bodes well for Louis as well, where he had a down week, maybe he has a massive week next week. But Tyree Kill is a bad week. Demarius Thomas has a bad week. But... He gets massive performances both from Houston's defense, twenty four hundred against Cleveland, and Russell Wilson, who puts up another twenty four eighty. And I know you've already kind of conceded towards Russell Wilson being good, uh, a good play. But Tommy, what's crazy is Tommy, what?
1: he threw yeah eleven completions. I know,
0: I know. People keep saying eleven Jack, that he,
1: completions, Tommy. I don't care. He threw four touchdowns on eleven
0: completions. <laughs> That's absurd. That's I, so crazy. I, I
1: know I've conceded, but I still, I don't want it, dude. I don't want it. I don't want to play Russell Wilson against Minnesota next week after he only, I mean, they're just running so much. He threw 11 completions. He only threw the ball 17 times.
0: I know. But here's the thing, Jack, is people keep saying there's no way he can keep up this efficiency. He's only gotten more efficient over the, over like since the bye week. Um, so I don't know. He's got a home at home matchup. I know it's against Minnesota. He's technically a good defense, but it's at home on Monday night. (sighs) I'm taking Russell Wilson. That dude shines when it matters. And I don't know. I I would assume Louis will roll with him, but you know, maybe he doesn't. Uh, Devontae Adams with a, with a great game of 1930, 93 yards and a touchdown in the loss at home to the Cardinals. The Packers finally fired Mike McCarthy. I'm so excited for that. Um, I wonder. I heard some talk today about potentially Josh McDaniels being the coach of the Packers, which I would love to see Josh McDaniels' offensive scheme with Aaron Rodgers. Um, So we'll see if that... I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I hope the Packers go for someone
1: a little younger and fresher. Like that... uh, Clinsbury guy in Texas Tech or whatever his name is.
0: Oh, sure. Sure. Uh yeah, I mean we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens. But um I think it's good news for Packers fans that Mike McCarthy's been fired because uh the Packers look like trash, even though they have plenty of talent to get the job done. Um so yeah, this this matchup for Louie and Kyle, it wasn't really relevant. Kyle, like I said, stayed in first place. Louie's gonna end up in third. Um he'll have the three seed after this win, and uh, they're both in the playoffs, So, we and we will get to their Week 14 matchups shortly. Uh, the next matchup I want to talk about is my matchup versus our father, Big Lou. Uh, he took me down in a major way. Dad had a massive week of 14,576. I currently have 11,790 with Zach Ertz still playing, and I did what I did. I guess it's time for another Golden Tate update. Uh, he did catch one more ball on the last drive. Drew is now literally—he he needs thirty points from Golden Tate. He is twenty-six. No he is twenty-six points behind Greg. No way, dude. It twenty-six might not points. Happen. It, it's it might not happen. Oh
1: no! Jack. It oh, might no.
0: I mean, we got three minutes left, and the Eagles don't need to throw the ball anymore. Oh, no. 26 points.
1: I can't even begin to think about that. Okay. Um, <laughs> should we move on to the next matchup? Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, I, I, I started talking about mine versus Dad. Um, and, yeah, I mean, why don't you start us off? I, talk about Dad's team because it, it it's it looked really, really good this week, and he's got some good matchups in Week 14. So what do you see from Dad's team that you like?
1: I mean, you see a lot that you like. Keenan Allen is alive and well, my friends. 14 catches, 148 yards, a receiving touchdown, and a two-point conversion. He, I mean, since their bye, he's been ridiculous. He's been so good. He's got four Um,
0: touchdowns in four straight weeks.
1: Yeah, so that's fantastic. I don't see that slowing down, especially with the Chargers going up against Cincinnati and then Kansas City those are two behemoth matchups so expecting maybe even a 3,000 point week from Keenan Allen over the next couple Tyler Boyd you love seeing that no touchdowns but he got six catches for 97 yards famous Jameis pulling together a 2,200 point week Um, I like him I mean as long as he keeps starting and I think he will they're playing New Orleans Baltimore's not great and then they're playing Dallas so um, I really like that matchup against New Orleans, but week fifteen, I don't know. We'll see we'll see if he rides if Dad rides Jameis the whole playoff run or if he pivots. I'm guessing he'll pivot. Zeke the freak and Philip Lindsay. My goodness. Philip Lindsay, Tommy. That's Dude. really one of the biggest surprises of the entire season. He's gonna end up like a top ten running back easily, maybe top five. He's ridiculous. Um pairing him with Zeke, I mean Dad's got a really solid team here.
0: Yeah, Philip Lindsay has been an absolute godsend for Dad. Uh, it, we we talked about his, his running back two and tight end maybe being his weak spots, and no more for the running back two spot. Philip Lindsay, as you said, right now is the number ten ranked running back on the season. Uh, yeah, he's been incredible. He hasn't had a single bad week. His only he had a bad week in the game where he got kicked out. He literally got ejected from a game and that was his only bad week because he got ejected in the first half. Outside of that, he's been awesome and he's looked so good and his matchups in the playoffs are so great. That's going to be a difference maker for dad in the playoffs. Is It's definitely going to be Phillip Lindsay, Like you said, pairing him with Zeke Elliott and dad's wide receivers were already so strong. Uh, I don't want to play dad in the playoffs, I don't think. Um... You look at Njoku, maybe that's his weak spot now, uh, very inconsistent Njoku, only put up 230, um, but I mean, he, he sat Diggs, who only put up 740, Diggs was questionable going into that game, so that's why Dad sat him, but I mean, you got Diggs, Keenan Allen, and Emmanuel Sanders, all top 15 wide receivers this year, uh, and then you look at Lindsey and, and Elliott, who are both top 10 running backs, and the Tampa Bay quarterback, who I know it hasn't always been Winston, but... Tampa Bay quarterback has always been fire this entire year. the the Two of them combined are a top-five quarterback this year. And, yeah, Dad's team looks dangerous. It looks poised. He's got some good matchups in Week 14 and just an excellent, excellent win for him. Not that it mattered much, but he goes – he he rises all the way up to the uh, two-seed and only behind Kyle. So it's looking really good for him. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you look at my team – I don't know if you want to talk about it i uh i listen I've, I've been telling my guys not to perform well the last three weeks i got into the playoffs. yeah
1: dude i mean t- tell me tell me what you think because i know you've been you've this is what you've been asking from them so i'm not going to sit here judging them you know what i mean it's hard for me to oh michael thomas he sucked oh Larry Fitzgerald, he sucked those are obviously intentional performance p- performances from your guys rearing up for the playoffs and i think it's smart and i think from a coaching perspective <laughs> i mean I think you absolutely nailed it this season.
0: I appreciate it, man. I really, really do. Uh, Yeah, you know, I got to seven and three. I beat Dan in week ten. Moved to seven and three. Clinched my playoff spot. Knew I didn't need to win any of the last three weeks. Haven't scored over twelve thousand any of the last three weeks. (laughs) It was it's been completely intentional. I kid you not. I told my players save it, okay? (laughs) Save it for week fourteen. I promise you, I will unleash you guys once week fourteen hits. Michael Thomas has not been good. In fact, he's been terrible the last two weeks. I appreciate it. He's raring <laughs> to go next week in week 14. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, Will Lutz, another, his his worst performance of the year in a game I didn't need. Thank you very much. Um, I told Denver to go out and get their 20. They got 2050. I appreciated that. I needed them to prove themselves a little bit for my playoff stretch, so... I got a great defense, I got a great kicker, I got a great tight end, I got a top-five wide receiver, I got a top-five running back, but I pray to the Lord that he plays next week, James Conner. He'll like contusion. It's looking yeah, that's good a big one for you. I don't see how I win if he doesn't play. But if he plays, I like my chances. It's a great matchup against Oakland. Um, and, yeah, Larry Fitz, he was on the road against Green Bay. He doesn't care on about the his road, road against But, uh, you know... I, I I have made my team over the last three weeks for Week 14, and you are going to see them. Well, we'll talk about their upcoming matchups in Week 14. But, uh, yeah, another down week for my team. Three down weeks in a row. I'm not too worried. It is not what it is.
1: To each their own, as they say. Absolutely. Should we go on to the next matchup? Uh, Brian and Drew.
0: <laughs> Brian versus Drew. Let's get into it.
1: Gosh, Drew. Drew, my sweet Drew. My sweet, sweet Drew.
0: As it stands, Drew is still 30 points away. Oh, and Golden Tate is sitting on the sideline, I'm pretty sure. Let me double-check that for this play. But, um, yeah, Golden Tate's not in the game on this third and four play. And if they get it, that might ice it. Oh, God. They ran it with Josh, or no, with Corey Clement. They get the first down. He's out of bounds. Clock stops. Washington's got two timeouts with a minute fifty-three left. Why did Dude. he run out
1: of bounds? <laughs>
0: Dude. Oh, what if Drew doesn't get in by 30 points?
1: It's gonna happen. I it nothing breaks my heart more. Um well looking at Brian and Drew's matchup, Drew's team showed up this week. Dude, they did really, really, yeah. really showed up. And he needed him to. He took down Brian um but drew is one of the teams where just a win did not secure his playoff spot. He's got to Greg also won, so he's got to outscore outscore Greg by a certain amount to get the point tiebreaker and that's what Tommy's referring to.
0: Oh, they're kneeling. And that's it. They're, mean, kneeling. they're kneeling. They're kneeling and and Washington's not taking their timeout.
1: Drew lost by 26. Drew lost the point tiebreaker by 26 points.
0: That's accurate.
1: So it's not even just that he needed 26 more points this week. He needed, at some point in the season, 26 more points.
0: <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, a single catch would have done and the And for
1: the listeners who aren't familiar with our, how our scoring works, I, 26 points. That Whoa, that's a lot. Oh, my gosh. Why are you guys talking about it like that? Uh, that is less than one fantasy point yep. if you're talking standard scoring. It's point two six points. Yep. yep, that 26. is a that is that is a fourth of one fantasy <laughs> point we're talking here for the entire season.
0: So, here's the good news for Drew is at 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 twenty six points being the difference. A stat correction is in play for sure. sure. A, a sure. sack taken away from Greg's team, a sack added on. Drew's team for for their defenses, you know, a single, maybe let's say a, a a play that was ruled a rush, you know, because it was a lateral for a, a, a certain amount of yards turns into a catch that's 50 points. That could be the difference or vice versa if a catch is taken away from one of Greg's wide receivers. So all is not lost, but as it stands, Drew misses out on the playoffs by 26 GD points. Absolutely heartbreaking. Uh, I mean, yeah, it,
1: I mean, it's 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 unimaginably heartbreaking. I I hope he finds, and I'm sure he doesn't. I just looking at it, I find some solace. And in going into tonight, Drew had to think he didn't have a chance. I, I just Golden Tate. I didn't expect Golden Tate to get 2000 points I guess is what I'm saying. Like No way. I mean he hadn't um, shown anything on the Eagles. Yeah, that's so far. that's Golden Tate's high of the season by far. So I just um actually no. I I stand corrected. Week 4 when he was on the Lions he got 2900. So that was a foolish thing for me to say, but that is his high with the Eagles by almost quadruple. Yeah,
0: Um, he looked terrible on the Eagles, so that was, it was incredibly surprising. (laughs) But No, I mean,
1: Drew won't find solace in that, and another thing he will certainly not find solace for is that he would be in the playoffs had he started Tom Brady this week instead of benching Tom Brady for Andrew Luck. And I just, we had to say it. I I know I would scream at Tommy if he he said something like that to me, but uh, the truth is the truth.
0: The truth is the truth. Tom Brady a s a a player that he had played every single week this year until I think last week when he started Andrew Luck. Um, but yeah, <sighs> I, don't, I don't even know what to say. Uh, yeah, if he had played Tom Brady, he'd be in the playoffs. That's not something he wants to hear, surely. And maybe he won't even be listening to this podcast because he was eliminated, but uh, I mean, incredible stuff from Tariq Cohen. I mean, my God, Tariq Cohen had the second best running back performance of the week, only behind Todd Gurley. Tariq Cohen, 29 had 12 catches for 156 yards. Also had a rushing threw a touchdown. <laughs> also had a, th- a, a throwing touchdown. Thank you. And uh, Kaimi Fairbairn with 2,600 as his kicker. Those two really led the way for him. He put up an excellent game. I mean, Drew really did all that he could. He really did. I mean, putting up 14000 I mean, what more do you want in a game that he had to have? He got the win. He just falls short. Um, so as it stands, Greg's going to be playing Kyle next week um, and not Drew. Man. Well,
1: Brian lost this week in this matchup to Drew, but doesn't matter. Brian's fine. He's making the playoffs, obviously. Drew Brees with a really funky performance. The Cowboys just shut him down. That whole game was weird. Yeah. Juju Smith-Schuster only had 790. Wouldn't worry about that. Um, Allen Robinson doing Allen Robinson things, getting a flat thousand. I don't know. I mean, he's just like so mediocre. DeAndre Hopkins, though, is not mediocre. He puts up 1260, which is one of his lower weeks. Um,
0: Incredibly. But you
1: you just love him. Top three wide receiver in the NFL. Uh, Aaron Jones being Aaron Jones, second half of the season, Aaron Jones, that is for Brian. He got 1320 this week. I think he will be a big piece to any success that Brian is able to have in the playoffs. Week 14, specifically going up against the Falcons. Aaron Jones is going to need to have a beastly week for Brian to win his matchup. And I think he very well could. Falcons are bad. Austin Hooper, man. He's been a nice find for Brian. Um, He's been way better this season than I expected. And I don't know. Um, I just, I think Brian's been one of those teams this year where he's got a really good record, but his points four aren't super impressive. But I look at his team and it's good. I mean, he's got, he's got good guys. He's got decent running backs. I would say his running backs are his weaker area. He's got a really strong defense and, and quarterback, so and kicker, if you care about that. So I don't know. I mean, I think I've been sort of overlooking Brian's team this year, but there's a, a real chance that his team makes a playoff run.
0: Yeah. Yeah. A little disappointing from him, from his team this week. Uh, he's got the players that uh, they're kind of boomer bust and, and, you know, the likes of Jordan Howard, Allen Robinson, they can have their down weeks, um, as well as Austin Hooper, who has been better than, than almost every other tight end in the league. But, uh, yeah like you said this for Matt, the matchup for Brian didn't matter much, so let's move on i wanna get into i wanna finish off these last three matchups here pretty quickly um because we gotta get into next week's matchups and uh we're we're running a little long here with uh talking about you know if it was live and we were talking about the game a little bit, so we're running a little long with yada 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 I'm gonna talk about your matchup with dan um was not as close as I thought it would be. As you mentioned, Dan's team showed up, they put up 14,142, you had 11,266, uh, and Dan's trade continues to uh, to work out for him. Last week, it, it got him the win against Louie this week, Lockett put up 1698, Chubb put up 1470, and honestly, just an all-around, to put up 14,000, he didn't have any massive performances i mean his quarterback 1824 he had every single person on his team score in the thousands except for cameron bright who put a 510 and seattle's defense who put up 2300 everyone else was in between 1000 and 2000 that is a team performance when he needed it solid from ty hilton solid from landry who hadn't looked great solid from barkley going up against a bad bears defense solid from chris carson solid from parkey and yeah, just a, a solid all all around performance from from Dan's team. He gets the win. He's in the playoffs.
1: Dan's team is scary. Dan's team is scary. He took me down this week. Like Tommy said, he he has zero holes on his team. Zero. And I think he's one of the few teams where I you can, can say, say that.
0: that. Yeah, absolutely. He's he's looking great. Your team lets you down.
1: Yeah, I mean, let's not even talk about my team. It's it was the same. You know, it's a it's the tale of my season. Monstrous running backs. And bad wide receivers. Um, and it is what it is. Uh
0: Well hey man I mean, Hey man, okay. You had a great season. You you did an excellent job. You drafted the best uh running back court of anyone. You had three top twelve running backs uh until Kareem Hunt went down. That was you know, Josh Adams puts up eight fifty in Kareem Hunt's absence. That's not what Kareem Hunt would have done. Um I will never
1: again, as long as I live, roster Trey Burton.
0: Yes, and uh Trey Burton, he let you down in the biggest way possible, putting up a goose egg. Uh the last 3 weeks he'd been really bad and honestly since like since that New England game where he had his best week of the year, uh he really really let you down. Um Elshon Jeffrey might also be on
1: that list. And and ladies and gentlemen, I mean it when I say stuff like this. Not that I won't ever roster them, but you absolutely hold grudges against guys from season to season the same way you have favorites. You know what I mean? <laughs> these guys who there's, step up for you. There's, a reason, Reed, there's a reason I drafted
0: Jordan Reed this yeah, year. Yeah, exactly. And it's because exactly. he won me a championship in 2015.
1: Yeah. You have these – there's loyalty in fantasy football. You, you have loyalty to the guys who do you right, and you have hatred for the guys who do you wrong. Trey Burton, you did me wrong. Alshon Jeffrey, you did me wrong. Both those guys were just too – they didn't deliver no, they on didn't. their expectations all season long, and I'm just cutting ties. You will not see them on my team next year.
0: I, that's respectable, and I wanted to, before we move on from your team, I wanted to give a shout-out to Christian McCaffrey, who...
1: He did everything he could. Yeah,
0: he did everything he could to to have you make the playoffs. 2,600 yeah. this week, 4,000 last week. Um ended the regular season of fantasy as a top 4 he was the fourth ranked running back uh it just it, incredible incredible stuff from Christian McCaffrey an excellent draft pick by you in the second round well worth the the draft stock that you invested in him uh and yeah you know he was he was he was electric these last few weeks and he did all he could so shout out to him you fell a little short but you had one of the most dangerous teams in the league. And, uh, you know, from from a logistical standpoint, everyone that's in the playoffs should be glad that you are not because you were a significant danger to all of us. Um, so congrats to you on a well-fought season. It's fantasy. It's bad luck. You deserve to be in and you're not. I uh, I apologize for that. But uh, well, I appreciate
1: that. On to the next one, and I will come back stronger than ever. Speaking of stronger than ever, Justin takes down Scott, and Justin is going on to the playoffs, ladies and gentlemen. BB is stronger than ever, and you shall not pass, cranky goat hanger. Um, Scott, I mean, boy, if you could just give me a minute, Tommy. Wow. Oh, man, dude. Oh,
0: man, dude. Oh, no, huh? (laughs) <laughs> huh, Scott? Huh? <laughs> oh no, buddy! What happened? What? Oh, things were what looking so good, what dude. A go <laughs> oh, what a way to go out! Oh my God! What a way to go out! Six thousand nine hundred sixty-eight
1: <gasps> points. One of the worst weeks of the season for anyone. Goes out with a bang. I mean, Scott, against all odds, had a chance to make the playoffs this week, and. He let us all know why we were surprised that he had a chance to make the playoffs <laughs> this week. He's in 12th place on the season, and even though his roster no longer has Alex Smith, he's still the worst <laughs> roster in the league. Um, no, I just, Scott, we love you. I know you got pissed at me. I got pissed at you. We're fine. You're married now. Um, you're married <laughs> now, so, at, so act like chapter. it. It's a whole new chapter in your life. Um, yeah, everyone sucked. I mean, top to bottom. Jared Doug Goff.
0: Martin Doug Martin was Scott's best positional player of the week. Yeah, and That's he got 1,170.
1: 1, so, yeah. Gronk, big reason for Scott's bad season. Yep, yep. Um, One just of the biggest. A total reasons. disaster. A total disaster. John Brown on his bench, um, but Scott did play him most of the year. He ended up not being great. Gotcha, man. Gotcha in that trade. And you gave up Chris Hogan. <laughs> you loser. Um no, I mean Scott's team is bad. David Johnson, another reason for Scott's disappointing season. Yeah. Um he turned it on in the second half of the year, but it was too little too late, and not even. I mean, these last couple weeks he got under a thousand. So yeah, AJ Green's injury. I mean, Scott definitely had a good amount of bad luck. Um and it was just, you know, when you mix that with bad team management, it's not a good uh
0: <laughs> not a good Yeah, yep. Yeah, some bad injuries, uh and uh some bad some, some high draft picks that did not work out in the slightest. And then hey, Jared Goffman, I warned you. I warned all of you. Nine oh eight. You did
1: warn me. But enough about the crud on uh J- Scott's team. Talk to me about Justin team. Let's do it super fast so we can move on. Um Antonio Brown, we love him. Uh, yeah. Aaron Rodgers, do we love him? No. Travis we Kelsey, don't. we love him.
0: Yeah, Antonio Brown, that's why you draft him. That's why I mean, he he puts up a giant performance when you need it. Travis Kelsey with thirty two eighty with Kareem Hunt gone. I mean, they leaned on Travis Kelsey a whole hell of a lot, and so we we will see. But that could be just a gold mine for Justin moving forward. And yeah, Justin Tucker, his boy two thousand. I mean, what do you want to say? He helped him win. I mean, not that Justin needed help against <laughs> Scott, but you know, had he faced anyone else, uh, Justin put up a, a score that would have beat almost everyone. So um yeah his 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 main guys performed and uh god it would have been
1: such it would have been such a power move if justin only started antonio brown travis kelsey and justin tucker and he beat him you know just (laughs) a three-man roster
0: lord (laughs) you're not kidding that that would have beat scott oh my god
1: (laughs) three-man roster three of
0: justin's players beat scott's entire 10-man lineup (laughs)
1: And one of those three players is Justin kick, Kicker. kicker. <laughs> oh
0: no! Um, yeah, excellent week from Justin. He's got to be feel, feeling good going into the playoffs. Still, I mean, we've talked about it. At, to you know, we've beaten this into the ground. This point of Justin's running backs are what might be his downfall if if he does not make it. Past week one, I think it will be his running backs that are the, the cause of For that. For sure. Um, but yeah, All right. Last moving matchup. on to the
1: last matchup. Greg and Anna. Greg takes down Anna. 12,066 to 10,074. And Greg will be in the playoffs, like we mentioned, because he, over the entire course of the season, outscored Drew by th- 26 points. Greg will be in the playoffs.
0: I still can't believe it. Oh, I still can't believe it. Anna
1: missing out on the playoffs for a second year in a row. I know she's devastated, and I know, honestly, the whole the whole league is devastated. From the outside looking in, you look at one of your, your most treasured, championed, and truly just honorable league owners, and you hate to see it. Uh, all of us know that Anna, with her pedigree, her stature and the way she runs that clubhouse that's a that's a playoff team year in and year out and we've all grown to expect that so to see them miss the playoffs two years in a row is just really unprecedented we've never it's seen shocking. it in our league's yeah. history
0: yeah it's shocking
1: and like you said about my team i think the league's lucky to not see 12 football on the field come come mid december because calliope is the best of the best and <laughs> and i think uh yeah <laughs> I just I just think we're we're <laughs> you got two of the best teams in the uh in the league, mine and Calliopes, and <laughs> we're we're not we're not doing it. But anyways, and only gets ten grand. Deshaun Watson, meh. Kenny Galladay, meh. Brandy Cooks, meh. Austin Eckler, meh. Kyle Rudolph, meh. So when you got that many meh guys uh and you match that with a David Moore goose egg. Which I, I liked that play by Anna. I was shocked. David Moore got a goose egg going up against that Niners defense. It's tough to overcome for Anna, but talk to me about what went right for her team.
0: Yeah. I mean, this week and the whole season. Yeah. So, I mean, Kenny Galladay and Brandon Cooks, as you mentioned, that's, that's two of the biggest, like that, the two of them combining for less than 1,500 points. It's not going to get the job done. Her wide receivers were her strength, as well as Alvin Kamara, who honestly, um, Alvin Kamara had a really bad game for Alvin Kamara, only 11.88. I thought that maybe it would be enough considering Mark Ingram only put up 3.80. As we mentioned, the Saints just got completely embarrassed by the Dallas Cowboys. So I thought maybe the 800-point edge over Ingram would be enough, but Todd Gurley went buck wild as he normally does and put up 3K. So that difference right there, that's almost a 2,000-point difference between Gurley and Kamara, who are you know two of the top three running backs on the year. Um... It just You can't have that. And then, like you said, the goose egg from David Moore. And then you got the 1,400-point difference between Jared Cook, who put up 1950, and Kyle Rudolph, who she tried to plug and play with. Evan Ingram injured, only putting up 530. It just wasn't enough. It wasn't enough from her guys. I mean, you love the uh, Adam Humphreys play. With Deshaun Jackson out, I love the Adam Humphreys play. He puts up 1560. That was awesome. Greg Zerline with 1600. I really loved the Miami stream by her with 1450 now. It just so happens that Jacksonville, even though they're absolutely god-awful and put it up an atrocious effort against the Buffalo Bills last week, they come home, do the Jaguars, and put up 2450 against an Andrew Luck who had literally scored three touchdowns or more in like nine straight weeks. He doesn't score any touchdowns. They shut out the Colts. Um, Yeah, that made just you can't you can't expect that. that. That's nothing that you cannot expect that. That would have been insane to expect something like that from the Jaguars with what they've been. I mean, they had lost eight games in a row or something like that. So, um, yeah, you know, I liked the Miami stream. I thought Eckler would have an excellent game. That was probably one of the most disappointing things for Anna's team was the only the 680 from Eckler in a starting role for the for the uh, for the Chargers. Justin so, Jackson
1: just got too much work, I think.
0: Yeah, and he looked really good, and so you know that uh, you know they gave him. I mean, they still gave Eckler got opportunity, but he he wasn't able to do much with it. So uh, yeah, just a dis- disappointing way to end Anna's season. But she fought valiantly, and like you said, she's one of the top notch owners in our league. So. Uh, yeah, Greg's team, he moves on by the skin of his teeth. He wins by an easy margin, but only (laughs) outscoring Drew on the season by 26 points. Uh, And, you know, I hate to say it, Jack, because I know you're going to be angry with me, but Jared Cook is a large reason why Greg is moving on into the playoffs.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, you're not wrong. Jared Cook, these last three weeks, over 1,000. I mean, that I think it only minorly diminishes my point because Zach Ertz is still way better than Jared Cook. Yeah, absolutely. Has Jared Cook been way better than Jared Cook? Sure. Sure. <laughs> but Zach Ertz is still better than Jared Cook, who's way better than Jared <laughs> right, Cook. So right, right. So I think, yeah, but you're right. You're right, point taken. Cam Newton has been huge for Greg, who yeah. will continue to be. Todd Gurley has been really... Greg's team, and yeah, he'll continue to be.
0: It's the it's the all reason Greg's in the playoffs. It's the reason he's in the playoffs is Todd Gurley,
1: and the reason he's on the brink is his wide receivers. Mike Evans only getting six eighty eighty. Mike Williams only getting six seventy. Willie sneed only getting one thirty. Christian Kirk only getting nine seventy six, and now he's on the IR because he got a broken foot. So Greg's not looking great at the wide receiver position <laughs> heading into the playoffs.
0: No, (laughs) no, not at all. Man, you you really can't undersell that fact. Uh, (laughs) I mean, I guess you can't oversell it. You could undersell it. You could undersell it. You can't oversell it. Chris Godwin on his bench with Deshaun Jackson out, I really, I'm, Greg is very lucky that did not affect him making the playoffs because 100 times out of 100, you play Chris Godwin with Deshaun Jackson out over Willie Sneed with Lamar Jackson as the quarterback. I mean, yeah. didn't really get that play <laughs> one hundred times out of one hundred. Honestly, didn't really get that play. Uh, so that didn't come back to bite him. He's lucky about that. Um, and he got you know a good good performance from Prater, good performance from Dallas, and yeah, it was enough. It was just barely enough, barring a stat correction. Greg uh, hangs on by twenty six points to make the playoffs. Um, so yeah, you want to get right into next week's matchups.
1: Let's jump right into it, man. It's playoff time.
0: It is playoff time, and honestly, this is going to be exciting. I mean, let's let's start off with the one versus eight matchup. Uh, Kyle gets in; he's the one seed. Greg, as we mentioned, squeaked in above Drew, so we got Kyle versus Greg, and I was kind—we of, were kind of hoping to see Kyle versus Drew only because. Now that we're playing favorites, we don't. It's not like we wanted Drew to make the playoffs over Greg. We don't. We don't have any favorites here as as this, you know, unbiased podcast. But true, Drew has Adam Thielen, who Kyle traded away for Corey Davis and Anthony Miller. So that would have been fun to see how that would have played out with Adam Thielen against Kyle. But alas, we have Kyle versus Greg. And if we look at the matchups, Kyle doesn't have. Great matchups for his big boys, for the guys that have been have been leading the way for him. Now, a bad matchup against Baltimore, does that matter for Kyle, for Patrick Mahomes? Eh, probably not. Patrick Mahomes seems pretty matchup-proof. Uh, Corey Davis, though, bad matchup against Jacksonville. Leonard Fournette, bad matchup against Tennessee. Josh Gordon, bad matchup against Miami. Um, do you see any way that Greg beats... I mean, what... what if you look at both teams, what, what needs to happen for Greg to beat Kyle. I mean, it's, it, Kyle's got to be heavily favored in this matchup.
1: Um, Yeah, I really, I've been, I've been a Kyle truther all season. I think Kyle's got himself a great team and just looking at Greg's team. I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it in the cards for Greg to advance beyond the first round of the playoffs. I think, I mean, it's obvious that to your point, uh, if he sticks with his lineup that he has, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin gotta have a big game against New Orleans. I mean, if if Greg wants to really... I don't see Todd Gurley having a 3,000-point game against the Bears, but I guess even if he does, Mike Evans and, and Chris Godwin really, really gotta show up and not be shut down by that New Orleans defense that's sort of gone back and forth in terms of how much fantasy value they have. I mean, sometimes teams blow them up, and sometimes they're really solid on defense, so... That's the biggest question mark for me, honestly. I, I see Mike Williams having a good game against that terrible Bengals offense. I see Mark Ingram having a good game against the terrible Bucks defense. Uh, and I see your boy Jared Cook having a fine game in the tight end position. And, and Cam's always going to cam. So I just, I, those two Tampa Bay wide receivers are the biggest question mark for me. All in all, I don't see it happening.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. That's definitely going to be the biggest thing. Uh, you know, the good news is 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 a game against New Orleans. You got to figure Tampa Bay is going to be playing from behind, right? I mean, that's the literally the only situation I can see is that Tampa Bay will be playing from behind. And with Christian Kirk out, you I mean you got to figure Greg's going to plug in Chris Godwin, right? I mean, you're not doing Kenny I mean, you're not doing Pierre Garçon. I wouldn't want to do Kenny Stills. So, yeah, you got to think so he, he plugs, he plays both Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, let's say that that happens, and th- there's a very good chance that one of them goes off, uh, and, and there's a very good chance that at least one of them, they get at least one touchdown between the two of them, they're going to need more than that probably to beat Kyle, um, but yeah, I like your point about Todd Gurley, going up against Chicago, they give up so few rushing touchdowns, uh, it's going to be interesting, it's going to be a an unstoppable force meeting an immovable object, and we will see what the result of that is. But, I mean, he's going to need Todd Gurley to go huge. He's going to need Todd Gurley, Cam Newton, and Mike Evans to go huge. And that's that's been the recipe for success for Greg all year. And uh, if he doesn't get huge performances from the three of them, yeah, I don't see it happening. Uh, for sure. But, I, like I said, Kyle, he's going to be forced to play Lashawn McCoy because uh, Matt Breed is out already, already ruled out. So he's going to play Lashawn McCoy, and Lashawn McCoy had his best week by far against the Jets so if he can replicate that if Sean McCoy has a good week for Kyle I don't see how he loses because that is like just yeah I mean it'll be interesting do you think
1: do you think Kyle Um, pivots and goes Baker over Patrick because the Chiefs are going up against Baltimore I mean I just I wonder why he has Baker Mayfield on his bench if he's not going to play him this week
0: yeah that would be uh, that's an interesting call for Kyle to make Baker Mayfield has been great uh, you know, but it's obviously hard to pivot away from Patrick Mahomes. Um,
1: I do think you gotta pivot away from Corey Davis against Jacksonville because he'll probably be covered by Jalen Ramsey or I don't know whoever. What's that other guy's name? Anyways, Anthony Miller is a good play this week against the Rams just because the Rams' offense is so good. That'll be a high-scoring game, I think. And
0: yeah, I mean the big the big factor for me for that is if um, Trubisky plays. If Trubisky's playing. Anthony Miller's a much better play than if it's True. Uh, yeah, if if, True. He, if it's Chase Daniels. So um, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. But, yeah, I mean... I just like that
1: game in Sunday night rather than the Thursday night game. Yeah, you
0: can't like the Thursday night game. Corey Davis going up against uh, Jalen Ramsey, like you said. Uh,
1: but, hey, go which, big or go home.
0: So we'll see. But Kyle has, obviously, he's got the pieces. His team overall has been much better than Greg's, just, you know, point total. So, you know, Julio Jones against Green Bay, that could be massive. I mean that could be incredibly massive and uh so that'll probably be a big determining factor of if Kyle wins easily or if it's if it's relatively close. So yeah, I mean it really I mean Greg's got the good matchups to give him a shot. I mean I think he really does. It sucks that Todd Grill is going against Chicago for him, but and we looked at Saquon Barkley, who had a, who had a good week against the, the Bears, except he didn't score a touchdown. So if Todd Gurley does that and can score a touchdown, and he's got a nose for the end zone, um, Greg really could take this thing. But uh, obviously you like Kyle's chances more than Greg's. Uh, yeah, anything else on this matchup?
1: Let's move on to the next matchup, man. No, I think this one's pretty clear-cut in terms of our analysis.
0: All right. Um, next matchup is going to be the two-seed, which will end up being Father Lou. Going up against the seven seed, which is Justin, aka BB, aka Cranky Goat Hanger.
1: Ooh, Justin versus father-in-law. You know? hey. A battle, a battle of the uh, what's that one movie? You know, the in-laws. Don't tell the in-laws. What's that one movie? You know? Oh, gotta meet the in-laws. That's a movie, right? Meet
0: the like meet the fuckers.
1: Yeah, there we go. Yeah, this is <laughs> with Ben Be- Stiller and and uh, yep, Robert exactly. De Niro. BB meets yeah, this is this is a Ben Stiller Robert De Niro <laughs> matchup here. I mean this is really really Oh Meet the yeah, Parents is the, the first parents. one and then Meet
0: the is the second one. Thank you to our producer for setting Thank us straight you, there.
1: Producer Justin. Uh yeah, I mean you got two good teams here and both of them think they're Ben Stiller, but honestly <laughs> one of the, one of them's gotta be the Robert De Niro. So I don't know. I mean, what right.
0: more analysis could you have on the matchup? That's pretty much I mean
1: that pretty much from my perspective sums it up. I don't know if you want to get into the stats, Tommy.
0: No. I mean one of them's gonna be Stiller, one's gonna one of them's gonna be De Niro. No, I
1: mean I I really like Dad's team. I've been talking about how much I like Dad's team. And I, I I'm telling you, I look at Justin's team and I look at his running backs and I just I don't see it. Happening. Justin is, he's got, he has a grand total of zero good options at the running back position this week.
0: Yeah. I mean, the fact that Marlon Mack, who is his best running back by far on his roster, is going up against one of the best defensive fronts in the league in Houston. Yep. That's not good. Um, and he can't play Carlos Hyde next week. I, you know, <laughs> I pray to the Lord he doesn't have to play Frank Gore next week. Uh, and then you're looking at Duke Johnson i mean he's got to maybe look to the waiver wire i don't know who he can get uh we won't speculate on that because we don't want to uh you know sway him one way or the other but uh yeah obviously you can't play Carlos Hyde so he's going to have to find another running back too i mean he sticks with Marlon Mack even though it's a bad matchup um sure i just
1: i look over and i see dad he's got Zeke going up against Philadelphia and yeah. he's got Philip Lindsay going up against the Niners yeah I mean, Dad, uh, add to that if Carryon Johnson's still out, add to that Theo Riddick going up against the Arizona Cardinals. I just I think the the running backs will absolutely make the difference in this matchup.
0: Dad should handily win the running back battle. What will be huge uh for Justin is obviously the tight end battle, and Joku will have to have another bad performance from Dad I think for Justin to have any kind of shot of. And Joku has one of his good performances it's going to be really tough to overcome because that is dad's one weak spot on his team right now, and uh, if Justin can, if Kelsey can go off again, I mean Baltimore is a really good defense, but their their weakest spot has been against the tight end this year, and they leaned heavily on Kelsey last week. Did KC. So it's possible they will lean heavily on him again, which could be really good for Justin if he can get a two thousand point advantage over Njoku, That would go a long way for him. And then, of course, you look at the quarterback. Uh, the quarterback matchup for them it could go either way. I mean, Jameis Winston could have to throw a ton. Now, Aaron Rodgers going up against Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta looked really bad, but that was against Baltimore. They go up against Green Bay in Green Bay. Green Bay's defense has been atrocious. So if Atlanta could put up points, Aaron Rodgers under a new coach, maybe a little bit of a new system, He could have a really big week against Atlanta at home. And then obviously, you know, you like Calvin Ridley against Green Bay. You always like Antonio Brown. Julian Edelman, technically a bad matchup against Miami, but you're playing him. Um, I tell you,
1: if Justin wins this week, it is on the back of Antonio Brown and the shoulders of Travis Kelsey (laughs) fighting through a bad Baltimore matchup. But just being the titan that he has been for Justin, uh, I think he needs those two guys to really just make up the loss that I'm foreseeing him having at the running back position
0: right yeah no that's a fair point point. and what'll be interesting for me to see is what kind of decision Justin makes at the wide receiver slash flex position because he's going to go wide receiver at the flex position and I think the two choices because Julian Edelman has been really solid for Justin I can't imagine he would not play him um even in a bad matchup technically bad matchup um it's got to be – he's playing two of the three between Calvin Ridley, Josh Reynolds, and Cortland Sutton. So that will be a very interesting choice uh, for Justin to make. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he's going to stick with Tucker, obviously. Um, well, and I, I would guess he'll stick with the Rams. I mean, they're, they've they been solid all year long. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. But, yeah, I mean, dad has – Keenan Allen against Cincinnati is scary for Justin very scary. Uh, He's been getting a lot of targets. He's got a touchdown in four straight games like we mentioned earlier. Um, Stefan Diggs on Monday night against Seattle. Seattle's defense uh, against the pass has not been great. So that's another big one. Um, Yeah, Dad's got some decisions to make as well. I I think really the only decision will probably be between he's got to play two of the three of Tyler Boyd, Stefan Diggs, and Theo Reddick. Um, unless you know he's, he's rostering three defenses still. So um. yeah, I was going to say I give
1: Dad I give Dad the the edge in this matchup just because of the flexibility he's got at the defensive <laughs> position this week. Going into Week 14, Dad's got a plethora of options to choose from. He's looking at Green Bay's defense against Atlanta, the Chargers' defense against Cincinnati, and Minnesota's defense against Seattle. Just a really juicy decision for Dad, and one that is certainly worth the roster spots. <laughs>
0: I love it. Well said. Absolutely. Yep. You love that. Dad's got three defenses. We're giving him that defensive flexibility there. Um, so I think we both give Dad the edge. Um, he's got the better matchup. Justin's
1: got Justin's got a chance for sure. I expect it to be a close matchup unless Keenan Allen does in fact catch the three touchdowns that I'm expecting <laughs> against that Bengals defense. That will be hard for Justin to overcome.
0: Yeah, I mean, if he gets anywhere near. He put up 2,980 this week. If he gets around there uh, with, the, with the running back firepower that Dad has had so far. I mean, Ezekiel Elliott put up 3,300 against Philly last time, and that was in Philly, and now they're in Dallas. Uh, I just uh, Dad's got some real firepower on his team. So it's it'll be interesting. <clears throat> Justin has the high-end firepower on his team with, like you said, Brown and Kelsey. They're both going to have to be so big for Justin to win this week. Um, and they can. They have been, and they could be. So... It'll be interesting. But, yeah, good luck to both of them. Um, next matchup, the third matchup of the playoffs. We're going to be talking about, and this playoffs? is... Playoffs? Know, playoffs? Where this is kind of how it should be, honestly. I mean, this is kind of like cosmic justice. The fact that uh, two teams that made a blockbuster trade that kind of shook the league are now facing each other in the first week of the playoffs. Louie, who traded away uh, Tyler Lockett, Nick Chubb, and Curtis Samuel for Tyreek Hill. They're n- he's now playing Dan, and now Louie has to go up against two. I don't know if Dan will play Curtis Samuel, but he will definitely be playing Tyler Lockett and Nick Chubb. Uh, Louis has got to go up against two of his former players. That's kind of a scary... Scary prospect for Louis. I mean, Louis now is looking down the barrel of potentially knocking himself out of the playoffs by making that trade, uh, depending on what happens. But let's look at Louis's team first. He's set himself up. He's got two of the top three wide receivers on, on the year. Uh, Tyree Kill, a bad matchup against Baltimore. But, I mean, Tyree Kill is, is like Patrick Mahomes, right? He's matchup proof. If anyone... Is going to have an excellent week against Baltimore's corners. It's Tyree Kill because he can beat any corner in the league, right? I mean, Tyree Kill is. I,
1: I get why Louis made the trade. He's he's, he can beat anyone. It doesn't. He's matchup proof, hundred percent. But I, you really, you really wish you had. I don't know, especially with Louis' running back troubles as of late, and with with Spencer Ware not being the key that like that's that's a shared backfield and they're going up against Baltimore I just I think Louis has got to be looking at this regretting the trade I, I don't see any other way to look at it
0: well I don't know why you say that because you're talking about matchups. Tyler Lockett's technically a bad matchup against Minnesota and Nick Chubb is technically a bad matchup against Carolina um now Nick Chubb it was saved by a touchdown last week, but Nick Chubb didn't have a good week last week as far as like a, a an actual NFL running back. He had twenty carries he twenty sorry. Only had nine carries for thirty-one yards last week. Was saved by the touchdown. But if Cleveland gets down big again against Carolina, which they could, Nick Chubb could have a bad game. Now I get what you're saying. Tyree kill against Baltimore, not a great matchup, but I mean, Louie couldn't have predicted the Melvin Gordon injury. Like I he should have. I, I don't know that like maybe he does regret it, but there shouldn't be any regrets. I mean, he got it he got the best wide receiver in the league in Tyree Kill. Uh
1: I like Curtis Samuel as a play this week. Um for against Cleveland. We, uh, going off the performance that he just had. Eleven targets, six catches, eighty eight yards. Um Panthers really needing a win. I like that
0: yeah yeah here's what'll be big is there's now talk that there is a chance Melvin Gordon plays at home against Cincinnati. Um, when he first got injured, it was looking like he would be out in week 14, but I have since seen reports that they are I don't know if the hopeful is the right word, but they are you know there's a chance that Melvin Gordon plays, and that's obviously a big swing in Louis' direction if Melvin Gordon does play. because uh, he's got James White, who he's obviously playing. He's going to play Adams, he's going to play Hill. I think he sticks with Wilson. A, his wide receiver three is a is a big question mark for him. He's got the option between DD Westbrook, Demarius Thomas, Sterling Shepard. Um and then at his flex, yeah, it's either going to be you would think if I mean if Melvin Gordon plays he plugs Melvin Gordon in. But right now he's going with Spencer Ware. You know, at home against Baltimore it is a bad matchup, but I don't know. Kansas City got a great offense. You expect them to get into the red zone. Hopefully they get to the goal line and Spencer Ware will be the goal line back. I mean, he's the biggest guy there and um the other backs are going to be change of pace guys, so um I don't know what do you see here being uh, a big swing factor?
1: I mean, overall I look at Louis's team and I I like him It's hard to say. This is gonna be. This is my biggest question mark. I think of the week in terms of who's gonna win. Um, this is gonna be a really close matchup, and I. It's hard to choose a swing just because I see a lot of similarities. I mean, I obviously give Big Ben. I give. I give Dan the quarterback edge, um, and I got to give the running back edge. There's no. I got to give the running back edge to Dan just because he's got. I mean, I I think Saquon is going to have a monster week against the Redskins, and James White with with Rex Burkhead back in the picture with Sony Michelle also on the team, um, and like what I said about Spencer Ware, I don't know. Does Louis play Melvin Gordon if he's back? Does Louis play Legarrette Blunt? For me, honestly, there's way too many question marks for me to even pretend to to choose a winner on this.
0: I don't yeah, know at, this, at this at this point up. on a Monday night, you can't. There's no way to decide who should who Louis should play at this yeah. point. Um. I mean, it's I think, gonna, it, I they think both, it comes
1: down to their running backs because they both, they're both they both pretty solid at the wide receiver position, and it's just like which one of the running backs can go off more, I think.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, yeah, if Saquon Barkley has one of his best performances of the year, that obviously swings things towards Stan's direction. Um, but yeah, you know, James White, I don't worry about him too much. I mean, I know Rex Burke has back, but... Uh, it did. I mean, he put up fifteen thirty with Rex Burkhead coming back against Minnesota. He's pretty. He's matchup proof. And I think when it comes push comes to shove, they go to James White in the passing game, uh, even with Rex Burkhead back. So, yeah, I, I really think it'll a big. Obviously, the biggest thing is with Melvin Gordon plays. Um, and if Melvin Gordon plays, I think Louis takes this. Um, but if Melvin Gordon does not play. I think it's completely up in the air, I mean Dan just has even with the bad matchups, Dan has so much firepower on his team, so much firepower on his team, so uh it's really like you said, it's impossible to decide at this point, you know on a, it's Monday night, we don't know what's gonna happen, so um as far as who will play and who won't play, so uh yeah, it'll be you know another thing to look at is Chris Carson because he left he left the game uh last week against the, the 49ers, so we will see if he even plays, and that's not as big of a difference as Melvin Gordon, but Chris Carson has been solid for, Bru- for Dan, <laughs> not Brian. Um, so, yeah, uh, best of luck to both of them. I think it's really, like, both cool and terrible that they are playing each other this week because, like I said, it's... They made the blockbuster trade, and now they both have to live with the results of what that trade brings this week. So, uh we shall see what happens. You ready for the, uh, the last and best matchup? Let's do it. All right, dude. Um, it's me versus Brian. And I've been, I've been talking. I've been talking about it. And I'm ready. I'm ready for this. I wanted Brian. And I got him. Talk to me about Brian's team.
1: I look at Brian's team. And I see a one-week playoff run. He's got no chance. (laughs) All right. (laughs) 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 Um, No, man. I mean, honestly, you both have pretty decent matchups. Um, You don't love that Brian's got Drew Brees going up against the Buccaneers because they're bad at defense if you haven't been keeping up this season. And Drew Brees is coming off of a stinker. So I think he could have a monster game. That's my biggest concern for you in terms of going up against Brian. And like I mentioned earlier in the show, Aaron Jones going up against Atlanta mm-hmm. is a really, really juicy matchup. I wonder if Brian will throw Adrian Peterson into his lineup. You got it. Peyton Barber going up against the Saints and Peterson going up against the Giants coming off a big game tonight against the Eagles. Uh, but if so, I, I mean, I like that. So I don't know. Brian's got some, he's got some good running back matchups, and and like I said, Drew Brees, I love that. So it's going to be dependent on how well his wide receivers perform. That's the ambiguity for me. Looking at your side of things, I mean, are you feeling similar to Brian? Like, where are your strengths and your weaknesses? So
0: yeah, I, I think you you highlighted some very important matchups between that will be big determining factors of who wins the Drew Brees thing uh, for me I obviously have Michael Thomas now the last time the Saints played the Bucks, Drew Brees had a phenomenal game of 31-56 but Michael Thomas scored 3,000 even that week so obviously what 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 I think will be giant in in determining who wins this matchup is, Drew Brees is probably going to have a good game. Unless they just run, I mean, there's obviously always a chance that Kamara and Ingram run for four touchdowns, and Drew Brees doesn't get much. That's obviously my best chance. But I think more than likely, Drew Brees has a great game, and I think it it'll just depend on, does he lean on Michael Thomas, and does Michael Thomas have a great game, or is it one of those weeks against the, was it against the Eagles? Or no, it was against the Falcons, where he threw four different touchdown passes to four different wide receivers slash tight ends that no one had ever heard of before. And Michael Thomas had a really bad game, but Drew Brees had a really good game. So that'll be huge. Uh, if if Drew Brees goes big, I need Michael Thomas to go big. And then, yeah, I think the biggest, I think the biggest things will be uh, Juju Smith-Schuster and Allen Robinson. I think if the two of them have really good games, I'm going to find it really really difficult uh to beat Brian because I think he does play Adrian Peterson against the Giants. That that's something that I don't under I don't know why he wouldn't. Um Adrian Peterson didn't have a good matchup this week. Peyton Barber did. Now it's the exact opposite where Adrian Peterson has a really good week against the Giants and Peyton Barber goes up against the Saints who have been really really good against the run. Um so I think he plays Peterson in the flex. He's obviously he's going to stick with everybody else on his roster. I don't think he'll change anything. And so I'm going to need a, a pretty big tight end uh, difference in favor of my team. Um, Zach Ertz should outscore Austin Hooper by a considerable amount. It's a bad matchup against Green Bay for Austin Hooper. Really good matchup for Zach Ertz against Dallas. And the last time Zach Ertz went against Dallas... He put up 3,300, so I'm going to need Zach Ertz to go big, but that's, you know, it, it's it's no mystery what I need to happen for my team. I need Zach Ertz to go big, I need James Conner to go big, and I need Michael Thomas to go big. If those three things don't happen, I probably don't win, but I have the best possible matchups for those things to happen. Excellent match for Michael Thomas. I really hope James Conner plays because he's got such a juicy matchup against Oakland. Zach Ertz, so good, and he destroyed Dallas last time. Um, I really like Larry Fitzgerald at home against Detroit. Larry Fitzgerald has been great at home this year. Lamar Miller at home against Indy. I'm telling you, dude. I I start as soon as I locked up my playoff spot. I looked ahead to Week 14, and I yeah. and I shaped my roster. Get, You've had
1: the luxury. To get, Some of us didn't have that luxury. Some of us were clawing I know. tooth and nail I know. just to stay alive, I, just to have a chance to eat with the big boys.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know, man. I know. I know. And I was incredibly lucky, got the early lock into the playoffs. And I'm telling you, I got guys that had good Week 14 matchups. Now I just need them to show up. And honestly, the biggest thing... And the thing that I, the only thing that I'm worried about, because I've, I know who I'm gonna play, um, basically everywhere else, the biggest thing for me is my quarterback. Um, you, you took Philip Rivers uh, on waivers right before I could. I really wanted him for the playoff run. Uh, do not have him for the playoff run, and so I am sitting in kind of a vulnerable position. Mitchell Trubisky, there's no guarantee that he plays against the Rams. If he does, I think Sunday night against the Rams is a pretty good option for me. Uh, Lamar Jackson in Kansas City, he didn't do well in Atlanta, so I don't know that he's going to do well in Kansas City. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I think that that will be the biggest know, thing man. for me.
1: I love Lamar Jackson and Casey. Are you kidding me? You think, you think Casey's not going to try? Like, I don't know, man.
0: Okay, well, one— we don't know if Lamar Jackson is going to get the start against Kansas City. Okay, yeah, that's the question mark. And two, if think he, if he if starts, he does, I love that. If he does, what's to say they don't pivot when Kansas City is up twenty-four to three at the half? Yeah, it's I it's mean, a it's a it's just it worries me. I mean, I think that's well, fair. Yeah, no, that's definitely fair. But outside of well, that, man,
1: that's that's it. That's oh, you know, it. you know, you know what,
0: that's. One more thing is Doug Baldwin, who has been bad all year, Monday night at home. I am praying that our matchup comes down to Doug Baldwin on Monday night. And Doug Baldwin gets me the victory on Monday night. God, that would be awesome. And uh, one more thing, Pittsburgh against Oakland for Brian. He's not going to play Baltimore against Kansas City in Kansas City. And he picked up Pittsburgh, uh, I think, two weeks ago to hold them until this week. And I think that's an excellent play, and that kind of worries me. But I like Denver against San Francisco. So, uh, you know, defenses always are a big swing if someone can get a a massive performance from their defense. So we'll see, man. It's, uh, I don't know. I wanted Brian. I think I had my best shot against Brian. He has proven vulnerable to the down week uh, as well as my team. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, where are you taking? You taking me? Thank you, man. I appreciate that. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> I told you he's got no chance, man.
0: <laughs> that's right. You did say that. Um, yeah, I mean, dude, that's it. I'm, that's it. That's we're, it, man. We're...
1: I'll be back next week to talk to you guys about your playoffs. So, um <laughs> Listen, really man. see you next month
0: i'm really sorry uh yeah see that's monday I appreci- i'm
1: heading off to mexico city tomorrow Whoa, so danger enjoy the week everyone but um yeah no it, it should be an exciting week of football still i'll be excited to watch on sunday and cheer you all on and like you said hopefully a few of those matchups come down to the monday night game that's always fun and we'll be right back here next week to break it down uh, Tommy, I'll let you give a little blabber, and then I'll I'll close out the show.
0: No, yeah, I don't I don't have really much to say. Uh, thanks everyone for listening, and uh, I'm very excited for next week. I know it's a, a bummer for those of you that didn't make it. Maybe most of all, Drew, obviously, who, unless something changes, is just barely out of the playoffs. So uh, it sucks to not make it to the playoffs. I know I felt that last year. My team just absolutely took a dump on my chest, and uh, I did not make the playoffs. So I know that feeling, and I'm, yeah, it's frustrating to have a good team and to not make it, but, um, you know, that is the heartbreak of fantasy football. So thanks for listening, guys, and Jack, send us off.
1: Well, this is a family show, so we'll have to edit out the part about the chest dump, but (laughs) thankfully we have a wonderful producer, Justin. Justin, thanks for being with us. You are nothing but the best. Also want to give a last-minute shout-out to Kyle. Kyle actually was the first person to come up with the show uh, year number two, heading into the playoffs. Just want to thank him. Wouldn't be here without him. And then Anna, also co-producer with Justin. Input is always so welcome. Uh, Love having Louie on the show sometimes, but he doesn't have a title because he's not really a part of it. And um, yeah, all you listeners out there, I mean, wow, just the numbers that we're seeing are crazy, <laughs> so thank you, thank you, thank you. We won't stop, can't stop, won't stop, Tommy, love you, listeners, love you, join us next time. let's talk fantasy football
0: screw <laughs> do